soul searching. Let's hear the breach actual play talk show. Right? Is that it? I think so. It's been a minute. It's that's it now. Ruining Spencer's hard it's work. It's been a it's been a never actually for you and I to do this. Just you and me. So we can do whatever we want. I've been on and like a superficial way i i thought no I, I took over from phoebe for a few episodes so i should know better but i don't um hey guys uh hi here we are i'm alex i'm brandy hello there oh hello let's let's do some voice Blessed built into you all <laughs> let's do some voice fry uh <laughs> so uh brandy i feel like i need to warn you while spencer does an amazing job of editing it's probably because he doesn't edit very well. Ah! So don't say oh, anything you won't want said. <laughs> um, Good to know. Yep. <laughs> Good to know. We can ask him politely to not include it. There's no promises. <laughs> I think there's definitely one or two episodes where I said, can you delete that? He's like, yeah, for sure. And then he does ah! it. Oh, well, I don't really have anything negative to say. So. Well, you're kind of a poopy It'll head. It'll just so. be... That's all I have to say. It'll just be all praise and love and loveliness. Of course. How much I love doing this. Good. Please like me, you guys. I just like you all so much. Please like me. <laughs> I need to be liked. Uh, so, yeah, no. The girls took over. The women. The women Yeah. And uh, get some pussy magic on Beltane, <laughs> y'all. It's going to be like a month after Beltane. It's fine. I guess not a month. Well, it's coming out next week. It's fine. I don't know dates. Anyways, uh, so last time on Soul Searching, Bibi and Spence kind of made a point to say, while this was a very important episode for Al, that they didn't really have a whole lot to say about it. So, yeah, we're taking over. Uh, I'm not sure if we have a whole lot to say about it, but the person who wrote it and our awesome guest star is here. So, Bibi! Bibi! And we'll see how it goes. Uh, What's funny is that for these episodes, I've told Spencer, like, okay, have, like, two or three things you really want to talk about. Anything that happens in between, I don't care. Have fun. I don't have things <laughs> to talk about. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, it's cool. I mean, I'm sure I'll come up with something on the spot. But yeah. we already have a guest interview with you, so I don't want to be like, hey, Brandy, tell me more about yourself. If you're interested in her interview, check out our Patreon. came out last month, I believe. And I think in the soul searching, we're just going to talk about A Quiet of a Thousand Nights. Yes. This was our very first guest episode, and I thought it went pretty well. It was my very first gaming experience as an RPG game. What'd you think? How'd it feel? Tell tell me everything. (laughs) I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) Uh, I loved it. Totally got bitten by the gaming bug. I'm all about doing these sorts of games now. I want to do as much as possible. Beep, beep, beep. I, we're just gonna start shimming towards each other and yeah. it's an audio medium and no one will understand what's happening because it's all in video and none of it is gonna translate it's just to us audio. making noises i feel like it's important to address the fact that you and i have known each other for a while and we've seen each other naked and you know yeah. uh that means there's probably just a lot of non-cohesive fucking phrases that happen sorry guys yeah there's a lot of inside jokes i might tell alex to go to the food room <laughs> it's fine <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, and, and we work together. Anyways, so we have a connection. And it was... There's some history there. Good, the good kind. I uh, yes. I just want to say how thankful I was that you wanted to be our first guest. I remember, God, it was like May or June. We had just really, mm-hmm. really started. And you were like, hey, you uh, 
You're looking for your guess? <laughs> like in your fucking trench coat, hanging out in a dark alley. You kids want some want some guest stars? <laughs> and I was like, pull up in my windowless van. And, and I was surprised because I knew you didn't really have any experience. Not like, oh, God, I don't want you here because you have no experience. I was just like, oh, I... I remember I've tried to get you to listen to the Adventure Zone before. I've tried to get you to listen to actual play podcasts, and it just wasn't your speed. And that's okay. I listened to, what's the one, the one where they, like, rip your heart out in the very first episode. Turn Cloaks? Yeah, Turn Cloaks. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's the podcast where I clean my kitchen and <laughs> cry out my feelings out. It was so good, though. It's so good. And it was actually great to listen to. Uh, because then it kind of gave me a jumping off point to be like, okay, what am I looking at in terms of acting and voice acting? So it was a really great example. So um, shout out to Turn Cloaks because you guys are super cool. They are super cool. They, uh, if, if you don't know what Turn Cloaks is, it is a dark, gritty, low fantasy actual play podcast. Uh, one of the things that really... And it's real sad oh. and you'll cry a lot. I think you listen to the players afterwards and like they do a little bit of aftercare where it's like, hey, how are you feeling? awful <laughs> like they're, you can tell they're just sobbing and <clears throat> totally listen at your own peril it's really well written though uh mm-hmm. they do a real real good job um so yeah uh, but, uh i was i was very excited but oh yeah that, that you wanted to come on and i was kind of considering a guest star anyways was like yeah let's do this let's do this because we can share a mic you're someone that i know and i feel comfortable pulling on the show and I really think it came out great. I, For someone who has never role-played before, you did a spectacular job. You didn't need Yay. much coaching. You were able to interact. And I'm guessing that's because of your theater background. Like, you just know. I'm, Yeah, I'm guessing that some of the acting knowledge that I have that I have not put to use at all in a theater for several years oh, came in kind of handy. I, yes, yes. What was? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. What was your favorite part? Um, I think my favorite part was you giving me really good material. I loved the story that I got. I love that some of it was a complete surprise to me, so I didn't know what was happening. So being able to get um, Briar's journal and then open it up and actually read it and was just like... <laughs> I actually choked up a little bit while I was doing that, which was really embarrassing because I was in this hot as balls room Wait. with a person I had I had known for maybe a day in Moose and you. And I was just like, I might cry. And there are so many people I don't know listening to me right now. But I loved it in spite of that. It was so great. Let's talk about the room. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We, we briefly touched on, on a it. cracker. For like two episodes because there's a fan and, and bo- bonks up our audio a little bit. We were recording this in the middle of July. My apartment did not have any air conditioning. It was on the second floor. There were there was a window that was that there was the sun coming in the whole time. Even um, with the blinds, I, of course. Yeah, even with the blinds. I remember we had like a container of ice water that we just kept dunking cloths in to like place on our heads or cleavage armpits wherever like and then i had frozen a bottle of water on purpose and i brought one for alex too so i could put my feet on it because i knew it was gonna be so fucking hot in there well and of course i warn you like it it was hot with just moose and i 
in that space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's going to get worse with three people. And it's also supposed to be some of the hottest days of the summer. And yep. it was. It was pretty toasty. And I felt bad the first few days as is, even though it wasn't the hottest day, it was warm. And it's like, I was barely dressed. Like, I had booty shorts on, no bra, the skinniest tank top I have. And I'm still just, mm-hmm. oh, God. And so I told Brandy, I'm like, prepare for various states of undress. Dress comfortably. Don't be modest. Uh, and, and Moose was not much further behind. Like, he had his bro tank no. on, like, swim trunks on. <clears throat> and when we're, yeah. we seriously had a bowl of water, we're and Moose was like our person to be like, okay, hey, who needs a who needs a washcloth? Because it would be ice cold and then dry within half an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it was rough. <laughs> Thanks for being tortured for the art. I had a fucking blast though, so it was totally fine. And then I brought popsicles for afterwards. That's right. Oh my God, there was popsicles. <laughs> oh God, it was a good, fun experience, despite it was me making you guys sad. I'm uh, <laughs> trying to think what other like big standout things were involved in that. I Briar was of your creation. Yes. Uh, Briar and Rowan were pretty much things that came out of my brain when you were like, what kind of character do you want to play? I was like, all right. Hmm. I think I'm going to take a little bit of Jaina Proudmore from WoW and sprinkle her in there and a little bit of myself in there and let's see, she needs somebody to run the brothel, so here we go. Mishmash, and here we are. Hooray! And also she looks like Merida from Brave. Perfect. We're done. Mwah. Done. <laughs> Chef kiss. <laughs> you said like I, I wrote the story for you. I was a really lazy slash efficient DM where I was like, tell me about Briar, tell me about Rowan. What's their life like? And from what you told me, I was like, all right, well, here we go. Someone's dying. <laughs> yeah. Something that I think I might have had to delete out at some point, though, is that their dad was a death marshal. Yes. If you want to talk Indeed about that. He was. Um, well, I thought it was just kind of a fun little twist on just giving her a tragic story, making sure that she was super connected to the family that she did have left. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, Rowan's mom was not in the picture since Rowan and the girls were super little. So it was just them and their dad. And then they came over and he became a death marshal. And then the whole death marshal thing happened. <laughs> Cicero. Lipshits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the world's shittiest Kenku, that was 100% the reason his name was Cicero. Because I had that song stuck in my head. I'm like, I like that. I like that name. Here we go. I love it. Um, yeah. He was, it was a nice touch to have him there, even though for a second I th- I was like, fuck, did she write him down again? How does, <gasps> but then I remembered that we had talked about that that didn't work. He, I think he had died or had achieved his final death marshal form. <laughs> It's been a minute since I've read the the chapter on death marshals. Um, I I think I think he died. Yeah, and I think you left it vague on purpose, where maybe it's just that he disappeared and that you didn't really know, and that Rowan has a huge past of people disappearing on her. She's got some abandonment issues, a little bit, <laughs> and yeah, no, I again for someone who's never roleplayed before, it's not like you do a lot of creative writing. No, that you. Came Aside up. from that one Harry Potter fan fiction that I found in my journal the other day. Ah, everyone has one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, you 
did a really good job of filling out this character with very little prompting for myself. Where I was just like, hey, here's the website. Go hog wild. Here are a few limitations. And even then, I don't think I said you can't do this. I think it was, hey, if you're playing a resurrectionist, prepare. It's not going to be fun. Like, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be scary and kind of aggressive and whatnot. Yeah. And I think I think we really got a really good story because we had a great character to work with and a great voice actor to work with, actress to work with. Oh, Angie. And um, I mean, I think one of the great parts about gaming that I've discovered or RPG gaming is that that isn't me. It's not RPG gaming. It's just RPG. <laughs> I like, like saying ATM machine. <laughs> damn it. Um, one of the great things about RPG is that it's improv acting. All you need to do when you get your prompts is is say yes, and then go on with what you're doing. Just agree with everything. And then you're going to get a good story. You're going to have good energy. And so just yes anding through the whole thing was really how I did it. It's so easy. Once you know the rule of yes and, boy, how. I have questions for you. Oh, Jesus. Do you? Okay. This was your first time FMing? GMing, fate master. This was your fr- <laughs> game master. Fate yeah. mastering, bossing, bossing. <laughs> <laughs> this was your first time bossing a Malifaux playthrough. What has your experience been so far, and what were you- what were your experiences with this episode? Oh, dude. Um, this isn't fair. <laughs> so I think my my biggest beef with Malifaux and through the breach in general is that I have a hard time keeping track of rules sometimes. That's huge. That is super intimidating. And I was very intimidated when I started, like, kind of looking into everything and being like, oh, fuck, there's so much math. Yes. I mean, there's not as much as a normal D&D game, but I was like, there's a lot of quick adding. And I went to theater school. (laughs) I so for me, it's such a hard turn from D&D, which I've been playing for forever. So, like, I know D&D rules. I know how those work. It's. Yeah. Like breathing for me. And in reality, Through the Breach isn't too different. There's, they have a few different like mechanics as far as actions. They have more options to do and more sure. things that people can choose to do besides attack, run. Mm-hmm. They, they There's a lot more. It's a lot more fleshed out. And I say rules as far as combat goes. And even in d and I'm not huge on combat, but D&D combat's a little bit more straightforward than this, which has the margins of success, margins of failure, which we don't do because that's just too much. It's a lot of flipping. Yeah. And, like, the version I have you guys do is minimal flipping. I try to, to dilute it as much as possible. Uh, that being said, I really like Malifaux. I remember when Malifaux came out, and maybe I've talked about this before. I was working at the game shop, and I remember seeing the minis and being like, wow, my brand, my aesthetic. <laughs> but I was a poor college kid, and I didn't have a paint station, and so I didn't buy any of it. And then our store didn't stop supplying it. And I kind of like stopped thinking about it. And it wasn't until Moose was playing a Malifaux game and our friend Carissa was like, hey, you should come play with us. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've always wanted to play this. Sounds good. And God, I came up with Charlotte Chase, who was a guild guard. Oh, she, wow. She's a rookie cop and I like her a lot. She joined a group of miscreants. And I could only play for a little bit for that campaign because I was like, before I started to hit, like, remember the time when I was working three jobs and going mm-hmm. to school and doing burlesque and hating life? Yeah, that was about this time. And so I knew I couldn't play. And 
what ended up happening sure. was that my rookie cop was like, hell no, I'm not a criminal. Called her friends from the guild and pieced on back to Malifaux because we were in Providence or someplace else. So that was like, Charlotte Chase had a very brief existence. And then my next character was Darling and I had a load of fun playing Darling in fucking Malifaux. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can only imagine what it would be like playing Falcon in Malifaux. Oh I When I started playing Darling in Malifaux was about the time I was really having my burlesque identity crisis. Ah. Uh. And I learned a lot. And then I couldn't do anything with it because I had to quit burlesque. <laughs> but I, I learned a lot about that persona and that's been a lot of fun. And I've just come to learn that I really like characters that are a little two-faced, a little shady. And usually I don't like playing dumb characters, but Darling is a little ditzy. At least she'll pretend she's ditzy. And that's oh yeah, that's good and stuff. Anyways, I'm talking about characters, not about DMing. So DMing-wise, getting a chance to, to DM a new game. This is the only other game I've ever DMed that wasn't D&D. I've wanted to DM Shadowrun before, but it's like I want to play Shadowrun before I DM it. Because I think that's a, sure. that's a good rule of thumb, right? If you're going to dm a game you probably should play it once or twice play it first yeah but the thing about shadow run is no one wants to dm shadow run because i guess it's awful to dm <laughs> so i haven't done that hey anyone if you are playing a shadow run game online let me know i'll pop in for a game or two and then i came close to playing call of cthulhu before starting the podcast so i have the call of cthulhu book but i don't i haven't played it and then i have malifaux books so malifaux and maybe that's some of my issue here as dming is like i've just never dm'd anything other than some variant of D D. Yeah. I, I like the challenge. I more importantly, I like the su uh, su su I like the setting. I'm trying to mix setting and scenario into the same word. That's not what I mm. want. But I like the setting a lot. This what I've what I've come to pitch as <clears throat> Wild Wild West meets Van Helsing and an awful culty movie fan baby thing. I mm. I Loved watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen growing up. I loved, obviously, Wild Wild West, Van Helsing. I loved uh, Brothers Grimm. It's just, it has a lot of different aspects that I've come to appreciate. Totally. And what I would say, too, is that when I originally started this show, I really wanted to include more characters that are already established in, in the book that are, like, playable characters from, from the tabletop. But luckily, you guys have just done such a good job of bringing it to life that I haven't needed to rely on that. So it's it's gone oh. in a different direction, and I think that's okay, mm -hmm. and I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to, to keep going on with it. Plus, it gives me a reason to buy more role-playing books. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Does that answer your question? I just kind of rambled a lot. I pulled a sponsor. Ah! That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I actually listened to his interview episode <laughs> and Bam Bam's interview episode. And then the food fight episode between yesterday and today. Oh, God. And um, there's some good rambles in there from both of them, actually. It just makes me giggle. And at this point, I feel like they're both, all of the people in uh, in this podcast are precious and must be protected at all costs. I don't think I've posted it. I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to do a full release of Spencer's interview. Because it's about two hours, maybe two and a half. Oh, Jesus. Uh, between his ramblings and he and I just liking to chit chat, yeah, it was hard to get it down to like an hour and a half. I think his is the longest interview <laughs> and the longest lightning round possible. It's good shit. Good, good shit. That's crazy. 
I'm trying to think of the other things in the episode that I was stoked about. I think one of my other favorite parts was my one, like, hugely successful metal combat moment. Ah, yeah, let's talk about that! (laughs) (laughs) Because I totally, like, even though it's luck of the draw, the cards were just not treating me well when I was trying to, like, actual combat things, Mm -hmm. which in all reality is exactly what would happen if Brandy as a person tried to do combat. Um... So I was just like, this is really discouraging. I suck at this. Because it's clearly your fault. Yeah, because it's 100% my fault. I am dead weight. They're never going to want me to guess on anything ever again. But then I had that one great moment where I got a good flip. And then I was like, all right, I see that ice spike over there in that one zombie. So I'm just going to impale another zombie on top of that. And then as soon as Spencer was like, that is so metal, I went, I win! Yes! Spencer doesn't have a whole lot of table talk, but when he has something, it's it's like a nice ah! little gem like that. And yeah, no, the way it got described, like the way you described it happening to, it, it felt so cinematic to me. And it was a very good moment. So I'm glad you got that, pop, that flip for it. I was stoked about that. I, that made me real happy. Real happy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what what other episodes have happened since then? Because not only am I a guest artist, I'm also a listener. Oh, hey, hey, that's probably something that could be addressed too later on. Um. So, actually, as of right now, the when this comes out, it comes out next Tuesday, or this mm-hmm. Tuesday. Now that you're listening to it, it's this current Tuesday, and we're starting the Matthew McFate storyline. Okay. So there's nothing really we we we'll hold that off till the next soul searching. Usually we try to do like one big month of it of like okay. here here's right now we're technically doing April in review but because we only we had low episodes uh well, in March. Well, was it the April Fools episode there? Oh yeah. Too? We can talk about April Fools. We should, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I listened to that one again today too. So yes. And that was fucking shenanigans. <laughs> I remember downloading it before going to work, and I was like, fucking sweet, this thing's an hour and a half long? (laughs) Awesome. Because it was, I think it uploaded on a day where I was pretty light on the podcasts, and I need a good, you you know, I need a good, like, eight hours to get me through work. And so I was like, sweet, this will get me through an hour and a half, perfect. And then I got to your (laughs) mid-roll, quotey fingers. I was like, no, she wouldn't, she wouldn't do that. And then the music started up and I went, oh, Alex, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, that whole concept and just the visual of this disgusting head trying to, like, move places with its tongue and the (laughs) just... It was one of those moments where I couldn't help but snort laugh out loud and all of the coworkers around me kept going, what is happening? Are you okay? What kind of sickness is happening here? How did Maria act? <laughs> she <Your> boss. Just... <laughs> well, I started to like snort laugh and had to like take a moment and just put my head on my desk. <laughs> and she went, are you okay? And I went, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And she went, what are you listening to? And I was like, it's, it's, uh, it's fine. I'm fine. 
Oh no. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am really glad it was enjoyable and for the most part it seemed like people took the prank well. Like sure people oh, yeah. get upset when when something's like not as long, but I I didn't get any hate mail for it. So if you hated oh, that's it, good. just keep it to yourself, man. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest Part of the decision for that as I was editing it, and then we get to a point where I realize something might be problematic. Oh. And, you know, I, I'm going to talk about it here at least a little bit. I don't want it to spoil it because it is, hey, if you want the full version of our April Fool's special, Body Swappers, it is on our Patreon. Dollar a month, you get access to it. And I, I was sitting there listening, and it was one of those things that at the time we were all laughing about it and having a good time, and then I'm sitting there re-listening to it, you know, critical ears on, because editing, that's right. just all I'm doing is sitting there crit- criticizing everybody and myself, and it's fine. Editing's fun, guys. You'll love it. And <laughs> I uh, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I talked to the guys about it. Kind of. It was one of those things like, I think this is what I'm doing. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm doing this. And for the most part, they were all like, yeah, we think you're overreacting by not airing it for the public, but we can also see your point, too. Yeah. It's always better to err on the side of caution for those things anyway. And actually, kind of in hindsight, when I was thinking about the language that I was using in terms of sex workers mm-hmm. in in the brothel, I thought about if I should have been using different language because I definitely analyzed all of it. I was like, fuck, should I have been saying sex workers? Should I have been being more sex worker positive? Because I'm one of those people that 100% believes that sex work is real work. Mm -hmm. They should be respected. It should be decriminalized. Um, They should have all of the protections and rights anybody doing their job does. And so I was just sitting there thinking, so i guess i thought sex workers was the correct term is it not that's what i'm thinking i used instead of using prostitute Mm -hmm. i used girls a lot okay um yeah i couldn't think of a good way because i didn't want to use prostitute i didn't want to use who i didn't want to use any of those hookers hooker because they're they're workers they're Mm -hmm. doing a job yeah so I and when you said girls, it didn't trigger me in any way of because I try I try to keep an ear out for that kind of stuff too. The yeah. the guys and I have have had a talk about it before where I've said, hey, we're not using hookers, we're not using that term. Even at like table yeah. talk, I'll cut it off. I'm like they're not hookers, they're sex workers, and respect them. God damn it, they're working hard. And but when you said girls, and maybe it's just because I have this personal experience with you, I know you also refer to the women in your troop as girls. Yeah. So for me, it felt very. I actually have. Oh, have you... oh sorry. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. I've tried to modify how I address people in the troop mm-hmm. now, mostly because we have more than just women in the troop. True. We have a few males in the troop. And I mean, we have a lot of different preferences mm-hmm. in the troop. So it's just a good idea because I don't know how everybody identifies sexually. I We. We've discussed what people's preferred pronouns are, but not extensively. Mm-hmm. So I tend to just use a more gender neutral everybody or folks or y'all or assholes, depending on how mad everybody's made me that day. Right? <laughs> uh, well, that's 
fair. And I think at the time, what, we only yeah. had two guys. Not that this should discount at all, but it was, and they weren't super active at the time. And it was right. easier for you to use girls because we had a very that was female presenting That was the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought you did good. And I, I also knew that was not something for you to worry about. I know we have a mutual friend, Maggie McMuffin, who does sex work. I know that she does a lot of different activities. And I, I whenever brothel stuff comes up because god what was it she had her trip was it it wasn't reno but she, she hashtagged it oh oh brothel where art thou mm-hmm. like two or two summers ago and that really stuck with me and uh because of being friends with her which sounds shitty like the only reason i care about sex workers is because i have this friend no it's just that i was exposed to this person who then i was able to be like oh man now i can I, my eyes are open i can go learn more about the challenges sex workers face uh Recently in class, I, I good old me for being a fucking ally. Fuck off. That's not what I'm saying. It's just I, I, I doing this forensic <laughs> psychology program, and we we're talking about juvenile sex trafficking, and how my teacher was saying the police are really happy that they took down back pages and the personal ads in Craigslist and so on, so forth. Basta and Sesta and all of that bullshit. Yeah, and because that means hey, we're helping avoid sex trafficking juveniles, and I'm like, yay, that's really good. But I raised my hand. I was like, but how does that affect people who are consenting to sex work? And now you're making it more difficult for them to find work. And to find work safely. Yes, exactly. And she didn't have an answer for me. Uh, I mean, she did. And really what her her turnaround answer was, we should be doing the Swedish model. I think that's what she said, the Swedish model. And I'm like, okay, sounds hmm. good. But how do you feel like, how how do you feel about law enforcement thinking it's a win? And like she couldn't, maybe I just wasn't phrasing it right. Maybe she'd understand yeah. it, but I, I didn't get a, a satisfactory answer from her. And it's just one of those things that, hey, guys, you've, if you have a free minute, check out some of that stuff. You know, you might. There are some great resources on um, decriminalizing sex work and taking back FOSTA and SESTA. Um, I believe the. Is it abbreviation or. If you look S- look up SWOP, um, that's a great organization that helps, or that is, why does my brain not work? Oh, since we're talking about something serious, and like yeah. we want to do it right. There are words, there are words in my brain, mm-hmm. and they are not translating into coming out of my mouth. I don't know where they're going, Pew. but yeah, they're possibly going out of my ears, they're possibly going out my butt, I don't mm-hmm. know what's happening to them. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you look up SWOP, that's a great organization for resources and education. Thank you. Sort of I, I appreciate you being here. Cause I was gonna be like, I will have to add something to show notes, but no, there it is right there. Go, go check it out. It'll be worth your time. Even if you don't agree, it's always good to learn things. Exactly. So take a hot minute. We'll pause and let you take a hot minute to go check out those websites. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, so this was a big episode for for albert long it's the first time we've talked and we've addressed an episode dealing with an actual rule system here called destiny steps and right when you level up when you level up you don't always accomplish a destiny step technically well you know (laughs) it should be uh, a lot of malifaux campaigns are meant to be done within a few sessions uh, oh wow okay where each session should address a destiny step of a character mm-hmm. and it could be if 
sometimes it's written where if you have a table of four people, all four people should have their first testing step accomplished in the first game. Which for me... Oh, wow. So it goes a lot faster. For me, and I really love long campaigns, I'm like, no. <laughs> We're not doing that. I feel like that doesn't leave a lot of room for roleplay, though. I feel like you're bam, 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 yeah, they're bam, gorgeous. bam, into the initiative, into the initiative, and the characters are just kind of a tool. Well, and just because you have those destiny steps doesn't mean it would necessarily be combat. And yeah. you know those destiny steps are super weird and vague. Again, the, the title of this episode is A Quiet of a Thousand Nights. That's destiny step number one for Al, is A Quiet of a Thousand Nights. It falls upon your okay. ears. That's like, that's the full of it. And that makes sense. And... I think you actually hear that in our intro. I think that's the very first voice that opens up in our intro is, mm-hmm. is him saying, uh, as a quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears. It's because that's his first testing stuff. And it's weirdly vague. And it's vague so that DMs can kind of do whatever they fuck they want to do with it. Because it's supposed to happen quick. And so you can kind of be like, yeah. oh, yeah, quiet. Remember that time it was quiet? It's quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, originally, I wanted this testing stuff to happen probably about, I guess I wasn't too far off as far as recording goes uh but i wanted to be recording in june like beginning of june no 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 Mm -hmm. i wanted to be airing in june i wanted to be recorded like a month or two into us recording and i wanted everyone to have a destiny step like every other character story arc that didn't happen (laughs) uh it gets a little better as time goes on because we are ahead of recording than what you guys hear but this is this was a testing step, and the testing steps are a big deal, and it's going to be addressed about in our level up episode when we eventually get there. But when you level up after completing a destiny step, you get one of two options: you get to increase an aspect, so your mm-hmm. your intellect, your charm, your grace, your might. You can increase one of those, or you can gain a manifested power, which is like a superpower, but it isn't from the book. You get to make up your own. Oh, nice! And it's supposed to be based off of what you experience in your destiny step. And or at least some kind of some some story there and around it. Okay. Uh, or at least what's happened in that story arc kind of thing. Uh, it brain just stopped like yours did. <laughs> <laughs> Fun stuff. So Spencer, make me sound smart. No. I. <laughs> oh shit. So so this was our first experience playing with a destiny step. It was my first experience interpreting, 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 interpreting the, what, what his line was. And when I first read that line, the very first thing I thought of, and I kind of mentioned it repeatedly, that Buffy has been a huge impact on the season. And this isn't the only mm. way, but this was a huge one, uh, the episode of The Body, where it's filmed almost entirely without any noise, without any music, without any dialogue. Oh, yeah. And it's just that quiet. And you guys, I, you know, I'm a creator, so I doubt everything I do. It's a super attractive trait, I promise. You'll see it. Yay, imposter syndrome. <laughs> but you guys might be able to tell that the music dies off completely about the time I'm describing the silence to Al. As he realizes Alice isn't here. That, and that this other person is dead. And then you guys don't hear music until Rowan goes to her room. Yeah, I think I heard it kick in when I was talking about Rowan finally being able to, like, let down the emotional wall. And and there is a, a really long gap I have after the, and it's quiet. And that was an on-purpose gap. There's another gap that happened that was not supposed to be there. But that gap was on purpose. And I guess as a listener, and a fan, but as a listener, validate me. 
I want it to be. <laughs> I want it not to feel like it went on forever, but I want it to go long enough to be uncomfortable. Like you wanted to hear something. Yeah. I think I agree with that when I was listening to it. It um uh, it definitely in increased the gravity of the situation. Just like I feel like when you get news like that or when you come to realizations like that, everything kind of fades out anyway and you get this kind of tunnel vision. Um so like Al's making these realizations and I feel like he's not really paying close attention to his surroundings. So the only track in his mind is that thought. I'm glad. I'm glad it read or listened well then. I, I was a little worried when I did it, but I was like, you know what? You never fucking go anywhere if you don't try something. And if it was really yeah. bad, I can go back and fix it. <laughs> the magic of editing. <sighs> I love it. So that was that was where I came from in the Quite of a Thousand Nights. So I knew someone had to die. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted that tension there. I wanted that same kind of everything falls quiet because it's a quiet of a thousand nights. It's something that lasts forever. And again, having that beat of a moment of, of, of a quiet that just shouldn't be there but is there, that was your quiet of a thousand nights. Well, right in that moment. And, and yay. Yay. Uh, but beyond it just being an episode for a big episode for Albert. It was also addressed at the end of that quite of a thousand nights of his his cousin passed away, and for probably about half of the pod or half of that storyline, Phoebe was handling that, and it was a tough call to make because I at that time too I was getting close to moving. I Brandy wasn't gonna have a mic, and we we put on pause for a little bit. I think maybe a week or two, and then we came back yeah. to it. And he was of course that's not something you just recover from uh, but he did a really stellar performance despite that and i was so thankful that he was able to do that and that he, he was generous enough to give us that time yeah i mean that's just the mark of a professional that sounds kind of insensitive but i was just so impressed by how he was able to just pick up and like in the face of all of this horribleness that was going on in his personal life he was still able to come and be really great to work with be really great to act with he gave me a lot to bounce off of which as an actor is always something you're looking for if you are giving your energy to something and you're giving nothing you're not getting anything in return it's so hard and so he was able to pull some energy into it too and it was it just made our relationship as characters that much better when uh, I, don't, I don't even know how, like, how to phrase it right I felt like a giant jerk for being the producer. That's like, you have to fucking be there. Because I was that giant jerk, guys. I'll be open about that. <laughs> I I was like, I we need to make this happen. And I'm so sorry to put you in this position. But we need you there. And I just want to say, I, BB, I know you're listening. I know you're listening right now. And you're probably at work. Maybe at work. I don't know. Fuck you, BB. Anyways. <laughs> this was supposed to be a nice thing. And now I got embarrassed. Just thanks for fucking doing your job. And being a treat to work with. And as always, time heals everything, but we're, we're here for you and we're really, we're really sorry for your family. Totally. Um, that's always such a huge thing. And it just, it feels like you get hit by a truck almost when you have that, that sort of experience. And to be able to push through and to give a great performance is, there are not a lot of people that can do that. So props to BB. Props to Bams. 
fans. And I mean, I, I won't belabor the point. It's like, I don't feel like it's a comfortable thing for us to talk about A, because it's death, but also it wasn't our death. It's, it's, exactly. it's your experience, maybe it's his experience. And we'll leave it there. Just wanted to address it. Say, I know we addressed it in the episode, but I also, the episode is dedicated to him. It is, I, I made sure there wasn't a mid-roll on purpose. I, I wanted that to be his episode. Spencer, I apologize because I keep hitting my mic and scooching <laughs> sw- <laughs> around in this chair, and it's definitely <laughs> registering on my little sound file. And every time it happens, I'm like, I'm sorry. He doesn't I'm care. Sorry. He doesn't care. Th- what? We have an I episode apologize. where he's chugging a sprite. He won't care. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's, That's good. It's good. It's, it's a very casual. Soul searching is meant to be fun and goofy. Great. Interpreting. Because you can definitely hear me patting my dog on the butt right now. Oh, good. My oh, my oh, ice whoa. machine just went off. So, hey, it's just, it's a noise party and everyone's invited. Um, I think bottom line is that I had so much fun doing these. Um, I hope that uh, Spencer and Bams and Moose and Logan had fun with me as well. Um, I would love to, I I loved getting an intro into gaming because before I was definitely the type where my, if my roommate was gaming, I would just come in and be like, hi guys, hi nerds. And then I would leave. Now you're the nerd. Now I'm the nerd. One of us. One of us. But yeah, I just, I definitely got bitten by the bug and I'm probably going to drop so much money. Because I definitely needed another thing to drop money on. Burlesque isn't expensive. No, no. No. God, like, I just got a pang, a sympathy pang my chest of, oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, wait, I have to come up with a new number. Do I have $500? How much can I I recycle? I (laughs) have $100. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to use this bra, and I'm going to use this underwear, and let's see. Um... These fishnets have a hole in the crotch. That's fine. That's okay. fine. It's Who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even as we speak, I have a thousand yards of tool coming to me because I'm making my own boa for an act that I'm doing in May. Hey, I got well, something. I believe. Oh, oh, yeah, geez, I'm ready. Right over. It's nothing related at all. Uh, I, I, I'm editing a lot right now, and I okay. might have come up with a, a merch idea fun i love merch you know we keep teasing about maybe merch it might never happen but uh here's the dreams right you know those shirts that have god i'm sure there's a specific font for it but usually it's just black font and it's centered to the left and it's like for example if it's like game of thrones characters mm-hmm. um aria sansa john rob and rob yeah. like those shirts do you know what i'm talking yeah. about am i, am I sounding yeah. crazy I, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I'm thinking of that same design, but for how all of us naturally start out our sentences. So <laughs> uh, I would start with, I'm going to say, because that's usually like a big start for me is I'm going to say, as I try to decide how the fuck a roll is going to go or how <laughs> I want something to go down. And I, I realized it recently. I'm like, oh shit, I say that a lot. I need to start deleting that. But uh, I, I'm going to say, and then Moose is at this point. Like, that's his mm. his start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Spencer's is, I think, he. And when he's talking about yep. Jared. I I don't know what Logan's or Bam Bam's is. They both start with um often. Yeah. So it might just be 
I'm going to say at this point, I think he and um, I think that might just be a centered left <laughs> shirt that we offer That's cute. at some point. Um, I think just one with uh, all of the character names on it would be great too. Sure, that's probably much more simple. <laughs> oh, I I think if we ever do merch, I know the very first one we'll ever do is just going to be a picture of a pizza that says "Pizza Bone" on it. <laughs> I actually had pizza just before I logged on. Well, it's the rule on our Discord. I definitely looked at it and I was like, I'm going to eat this fucking pizza bone. Yeah! I'm not going to dig the bread out of it because who does that? Spencer? That is not a thing that people do. Spencer Q, I don't know your last name. Smith. <laughs> Smith. Spencer Q Smith. So here's the thing, though. Nobody digs the bread out of their pizza bones. Here's the thing. Those are called bread guts and you can only get them here on Montana from Staggering Dogs. Spencer isn't human. He's a vampire. It's proven. Oh, What is he doing eating pizza then? I don't know, but he's a vampire. Uh, he doesn't have a reflection. He can't go out in the sun. He sleeps all day. There's a lot of things that stack up. Like uh, All of them I won't necessarily reveal, but I've talked to him. Like hmm. You're either a grandpa or you're a vampire. I'm not sure. I'm going with vampire. What if he's a grandpa vampire? Oh, shit. A grandpire. Fuck off. We're done. <laughs> you know, you know you what you did. Me. <laughs> so, hey guys, if you enjoyed, hey okay guys, hey everybody, if you enjoyed this little takeover, be sure to come harass us on our Discord or come mm-hmm. give us money because we're poor. Right now, we're in the process of helping our players pay back their mics. That's what I, something I really want to do for our lads because they put in a whole bunch of work. We are slowly getting there. <laughs> Right now, we cover enough to cover, or we, you guys are generous enough to donate, so that way we can cover hosting costs and website costs, but we're going to build up our funds so I can be like, oh, hey, BB, here's money for your mic. Thank you for buying this really expensive mic, because I demanded it. <laughs> I make a lot of demands, because boss bitch. Yeah. You gotta have standards, yo. Uh, so that'd be great. Come give us money, or if that's not your thing. Come talk to us on Discord, which there's always a link in our yes, show notes. Please. Or if you're like, nah, I don't feel like talking to people online, talk to your friends about us. Uh, we are hitting our year in podcasting, and we always are looking for more cool kids to sit with us at the lunch table. So by all means. Yeah. I believe the goal is 10,000 unique listens by the first year anniversary. We're not going to get there. <laughs> oh. I can say as of right now, the week before, we're just... About seventy three hundred. So that's still pretty good. Oh yeah, no, we did, we did good. I am very proud of us. Our our fans are mighty, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here without you, as always. So I mean, I can tell a friend right now. I mean, the only friend I have pretty much is sitting in the room with me, Primrose. <gasps> Primrose, do you want to listen to a podcast? Primrose. Primrose. Oh gosh, she's she does not care. She has to poop. Oh, so okay. there you go. Damn it, Penrose. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you take your dog out to poop. Thanks for cool. being here. I ho- I'm glad you had yeah. fun. I'll say I hope. You said it. You had fun. And I'm going to believe you. I had a dimmed blast. A dimmed blast. Okay. Well, here's where we say goodbye. 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 Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? You might as well rate and review us while you're at it. 
Now, if you're looking for updates, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. In case you were looking to stay in touch, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. Now, if you wanted to keep in touch with all of us folks personally, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Moose at Mooseyfo, Spencer at Spare Bear the Meek, the lovely man who plays yours truly, Albert Long, at Hot Bam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and Alex at Roll for Alex. And as always, I'm your Huckleberry. Cyberbullying is a crime 